Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. So today we are continuing our theme from Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 12. Make level paths for your feet. And I want to read this passage for you before we jump into today's podcast. So Hebrews 12 and reading from verse 12 to verse 15. Therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So today we're going to focus on that phrase, um, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees, make level paths for your feet. So let's ask the question, how do we strengthen feeble arms and weak knees? Well, firstly, we have to understand the analogy. Our physical limbs give us movement, the ability to live, love, work, and give us freedom of expression. The analogy is talking about how we express ourselves and navigate life based upon our belief systems, which will either lead to a life of faith and peace or confusion and dis-ease. If your arms and legs are weak, then you will be unstable. If your faith is weak, then you will be unstable. A strong faith based upon the Word of God will bring a stability and the ability to endure and weather the storms of life. Sometimes we have the mistaken idea that if you have a strong faith, that life will always be smooth sailing. But what the Word teaches is that a steadfast faith will put you in a position to receive from God the wisdom, provision, and protection that you need, despite the difficulties, tests, and trials of life. I'd like to read for you from James chapter 1, verses 2 to 8, from the Passion Translation that talks about this. My feather believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith 
without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? As believers, we strengthen our mind and faith by applying God-given wisdom and discernment to our lives. But here's the thing. You're born with limbs, but spiritual wisdom and discernment have to be developed. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. So what are we listening to? If we're listening to the world and the values of the world, then that will influence our belief system. If, however, we're choosing to read the Word and listen for the voice of God, then our faith will grow and develop according to God's vision and values for our lives. And by the way, God always intended for your faith to grow. Did you know that we are only stewards of the faith that God gives us? We're not meant to own it so much as use it for His glory. God is looking to see how you use the faith which He's given to you. The phrase in the parable, well done, good and faithful servants, was reserved for the servants who used what was given to them and multiplied it through diligence and faithfulness. When we faithfully take the word of God and apply faith to it and apply his word to our lives, then we will grow and develop in our faith with him. And he will cause his vision and values to grow in our lives. So we ask the question, how do we strengthen feeble arms and weak knees and make level paths for our feet? So we've spoken about the first way, understanding the analogy that it is necessary for us to grow and develop and that we do that by taking the word of God from something that is out there to something that is in our hearts and minds. The second way in, is in recognizing that we have a choice. That verse says, make level paths for your feet. And that phrase tells us that we have a role to play. That the choices we make will either cause our path in life to be safe and secure or tricky and treacherous. You can't choose your circumstances but you can always choose your attitude. And your attitude will determine your altitude. You don't have to stay a victim of your circumstances. In fact, no matter who you are, where you are from, what your upbringing is, don't own a victim mentality. 
you can take a cork and push it down underwater, but it will always float back up to the top. And our inherent God-given God programming causes up to rise up, just like that cork is inherently programmed to rise to the top of the waters. Our programming in Christ is to rise up above the circumstances and difficulties of this life. Let's just look at the example of Jesus. He was conceived out of marriage. He was born in a stable surrounded by farm animals. He was hunted by vicious, merciless killers as a child. His family became fugitives in a foreign land. His father had no status in society. He was a simple man, a carpenter or a handyman. His people were being oppressed by a foreign military force. The prophet Isaiah said he grew up as a root out of dry ground, that there was nothing in his appearance to attract us to him. He was a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. He lost his father at a young age, and as the eldest child, he probably had to help support his family. He didn't follow the religious traditions of the day, which offended the religious leaders, who instead of being his biggest allies, became his biggest enemies. So many things that could have dragged him down, but there was something inside of him. The life of God inside of him that neither people nor circumstances could keep him down. The Bible says that he grew in wisdom and in favor before God and man. He turned the old dirty water perhaps used for the washing of the hands and feet of the wedding guests into the finest of wines. He wasn't a doctor but when sick people got around him they were healed. He wasn't a farmer, but he fed the hungry. On at least three occasions, he raised people from the dead. He walked on water and calmed the stormy seas. He backed the religious system and traditions and put people ahead of ceremony. He showed mercy to sinners and the down and out. Even a prostitute and a woman caught in adultery were given another chance. The blind could see, the deaf could hear, and those tormented in their minds and spirits were set free. Finally, in their jealousy, his enemies caused him to suffer a cruel death. And he was then buried in a tomb where a large heavy stone was rolled in front of the entrance with armed guards to keep him inside. But they couldn't keep him down. His very nature was to rise up. And on the third day, death lost its grip on him. He rose from death to life. And the heavenly angels rolled that tombstone away without breaking a sweat. Jesus was always destined to rise up. And by God's grace, we are made to be like him. 
Our very name as believers says it. We are called Christians or like Christ. We are spiritually engineered and designed to rise up. The world tries to keep us down, but Jesus says, Stand up, lift up your eyes, lift up your hands, lift up your hearts, and lift up your voice. So you see, we can choose to make level paths for our feet, as Hebrews says. We do this when we walk as Jesus walked. When we talk as Jesus talked. When we reject the world's values and hold Jesus' values as our own. The first choice we have to make is whether we are God's children on a mission for the king or orphans begging for a handout. It's not a question of status, but identity. As a child of God, we are known, accepted, and loved by our Heavenly Father. A person, however, with an orphan spirit feels disconnected, uncertain, and doesn't understand the Father heart of God. This is why, as believers, God calls us sons and friends not servants. The first step in securing our faith is understanding our identity in Christ. And this answers the question that the world is so desperate to know. Who am I? Why am I here? What community do I belong to? The whole topic of identity is a big one, and we're going to save that for a separate podcast. But I'd like to end off this podcast with this beautiful scripture from John seventeen twenty six in the Passion Translation, which so beautifully reveals the heart of Jesus and the heart of the Father God toward us. It says, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking and praying to the Father, he says, I have revealed to them who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them, so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them, even as I live in them. That's the heart of Jesus for us. That we would know the same endless love that he experienced from Father God. And that it wouldn't be a far off thing in theory. But that we would know his love for us and within us. Intimate and real. And that we would continue to grow in our understanding of God's love and in our experience of God's love. God's heart is for you, not against you. When we understand that and we reach out to Him and we choose Him, 
We choose his word. We choose his truth. And we choose to identify as a son and daughter of God. Then we get to walk in his grace. To live in his grace. His grace which empowers us and strengthens us. Strengthens those parts of our lives which have seemed feeble and weak. And makes a level path for our feet. It brings a stability and a security into our lives. And gives us the ability to stand firm and to endure in life. Regardless of the tests and difficulties and trials that life brings. The Bible says of Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. When we know God in this way, for the joy set before us, we will be able to walk through whatever life throws at us. Because in our hearts, we understand and know the love and the life of God. And that is my prayer for you today. That regardless of who you are, where you are, and what it is that you're going through, that you will know the love and the life of God. And that will cause the joy of God to rise up within you. And that will cause you to rise to the top. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?